friends. Welcome to the Femio Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Olafioye Amagbeni, speaker, blogger, and self-love activist passionately focused on increasing the representation for and visibility of Black women in the space. I do this by sharing lessons and observations from my own life in a way that is transparent, honest, sometimes kind of funny, in the hopes that it supports you and other Black women on your self-love journeys as well. Okay, let's get into the episode. friends. Welcome to another episode of the Femio Podcast. I am your host, Femi Olafiye Amogbeni. And today we are going to be talking about dating because I wanted to, (laughs) because I feel like dating is such a universal and applicable kind of heartfelt topic. I know so many people who are in the dating game right now, who are struggling with the dating game right now, it's really tough out there. It's fucking hard. If you are out here and you're dating, you know this shit is tough. And so I was like, you know, I feel like we all need to talk about this. We need to recognize that we're not alone in this. I feel like someone needs to come and just uniformly hug us and say, yeah, this is hard, boo. This is difficult shit. And you're out here doing it. And I'm proud of you. So here we are. This is what this episode is going to be about. I will be talking in cisgendered and heteronormative language. And I just like to say that off top because I'm like, that is not the experience of everyone. And I recognize that. And I want anyone who's listening who that is not your experience. I want you to feel seen. I want you to know that I understand that the way that I'm talking, the language that I'm using is not applicable to everybody. I'm just using that language because I am a cisgendered and heterosexual woman. And that has been my experience. But regardless, dating is dating. People are people. And it's all fucking tough. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. And I wanted to bring this up too, because I think part of the practice of self-love, which is what I'm all about, is promoting self-love and encouraging self-love in other people. Part of the practice of self-love is to find ways that we can bring ease into our lived experience because life is tough. Shit is hard. And part of the way that we take care of ourselves is like finding ways that we can ease the process. And with dating being such a difficult area for most of us, I wanted to talk about like, how do we bring ease into dating for ourselves? I'm 30 years old. If you didn't know, Happy fucking birthday to me. Actually, it couldn't be farther away from my birthday. I'm literally like at the halfway point. Anyway, I'm 30 years old and I feel like being 30 is crazy because I have friends who are like settled. I have friends who are like, I found my person. I found my city. We have a house. We have a baby here or on the way. I have my job that I'm going to die at. This is my life. This is the setup. We are here, rooted and grounded. And then I have friends who intentionally left their roots, who were like, you know what? I am going to fly across an ocean, whichever one, not sure, doesn't matter. I am going to fly across one of the oceans and I'm going to live in a new place with new people and with new languages. And I'm going to find myself that way. I'm going to discover my lived experience that way. And then I have friends who are like me out here running the streets. We have our jobs, we have our apartments, we have our friends, we have our lives, and we're out here dating, just trying to figure it out. And like, maybe we want a solid relationship eventually. Maybe we don't, maybe we want polyamory, 
All of those things are different, but we are just out here living our lives. We're doing the damn thing. The thing about being 30 is that all of those things are correct. You can have people and friends in like such different life spaces and have none of it be weird. And I feel like the other thing too about being 30 and being a millennial is that 30 itself feels like a transitory or transitionary. I don't know what the word is. Y'all know what I'm saying though. It's like a transitory time. And I feel like being a millennial is like being part of a transitory transition generation. We were kind of the last to grow up with an analog childhood, but we're still young enough to pick up on shit when the tech boom came so that we could help our parents out with creating a Word document or saving a photo to their phone or whatever it is that parents can't understand how to do. And we were also in that the last generation that kind of grew up with this idea and ideal of this is how adulthood works. This is how life works. You go to school, you go to college, you meet someone in college, you get a job, you get married, you buy a house, you start a family, you get a car, hopefully before the family and job shit, because you need to get to that job. This was the boom, boom, boom. We have the steps. And we were the last generation, I think, that saw that, that grew up when we were younger. We're like, okay, this is how to get to adulthood. But as we entered adulthood, we were like, damn, like, wait a minute. <laughs> it seems like some of these steps aren't possible. All of a sudden I left college. I didn't meet anyone. Whoops. <laughs> Missed that step. Ooh, it took me a year or two to get a job. So now I'm in my mid twenties, not anywhere near being able to buy a house. Whoops. Missed that step. There were all these markers for adulthood that we found that we could not hit. And so then we had to discover like, okay, what are new markers for adulthood? Which I think we have kind of also moved towards the emotional health space, which I think is beautiful. Like starting to learn like, oh, okay, maybe it doesn't make you an adult to own a house by the time you're 30. Maybe it makes you an adult to be able to accurately and adequately communicate your emotions and feelings <laughs> when you're 30. We had to change what it meant to be an adult. And that makes the whole experience of adulthood kind of up in the air. That makes it like, okay, so what is happening? What is going on with my dating life? What is going on with my career life? And what does this mean for me as an adult in my identity? I was also thinking about my own personal experience in dating because I feel like it's so nice or it would have been nice to be able to be like, oh yeah, like I started off here and then I ended here and this is how I got here and that was a success story and like whatever, which I think I still can do. But I think we think a lot of times that success in dating means a relationship. If you have been successful in dating, it ended with a relationship. And what I'm learning is actually, I feel like the success in dating is like being able to continue to date. Being successful in dating means like continuing to be able to date and keep your sanity and stay whole and stay open and stay soft. Because again, it's like very difficult. And I went from a place of not dating at all. I mean, like wanting to date, being open to dating, quote, in my mind. But I was running with paradigms like all men are trash or taken. Shit like that makes it really hard to actually date a man if you think that they're all trash or taken, which I'll get into later about how our paradigms get in the way of the things that we want in dating. But I feel like that's my success story is that like I went from a place of being closed off and having all of these really unhelpful mindsets 
to now where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm still single. I'm still out here dating, but I feel like I'm doing so from such a better place. I'm doing so with much more resilience and much more openness. It's still fucking hard, but I'm doing it. And so I wanted to talk about what that experience is like, how I have been able to like build resilience in dating and like hopefully help you or your friend, if you tell them about this podcast, to also have resilience in dating. Because I'm going to say it again, it's hard. So like, why is it hard? Am I right? I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, it should be straightforward. You meet someone maybe online. Let's even bring the online aspect into it. Okay. You see someone online They're cute. They got cute pictures. They got a cute little bio. You ask them out on a date or they ask you. You like them. You want to see them again. Boom, boom, boom. You're in love. Why can't it be (laughs) like that? Dating is complicated because people are complicated. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) You're fucking insane. That's really the issue. Like dating is hard because people are hard. We are beautiful. We are beautiful and we are magic and we are worth love, and we are worth figuring out, or like worth exploring, worth pursuing, but we're also fucking batshit crazy. I mean, like, when you go on a date with someone, you are showing up and sitting across the table from a whole history, a whole lifetime of experiences, and family dynamics, and memories, and disappointments, and triggers, and triumphs that you don't know anything about are the same for them. You also are like this amorphous fog of memories and history and love and dynamics and like heartbreak and stories and all these things that they have no idea about. And both of y'all are just trying to come together to create a pleasant evening. Like you're just trying to get out of it without crying, without feeling, without getting triggered. And then even hopefully like plan to see each other again. So dating is hard because people are complicated and like, It's very difficult, which is why, again, I'm so passionate about self-love and so passionate about diving into the self and understanding the self. Because when you know yourself better, I don't think there's any such thing as fully knowing yourself. Just like I don't think there's any such thing as fully knowing another person, which I think is beautiful, actually. I think that's why relationships work. And when people are married for like 30 plus years and they're like, oh, I just got bored. I knew everything about you. I always say you stop trying. You got lazy because there's absolutely no way you can know everything about a person. We are infinite and unknowable. So take that with you. What was I? (laughs) Girl, what was I saying? Oh, that's where I was going. Part of the beauty, I think, and why I like preach self-love so much is because I'm like, okay, yeah, you are infinitely unknowable, but it helps a lot to know as much about yourself as you can so that when you do show up in front of someone else, you can communicate some of that fog to them. You can communicate some of that unknown to them so that they don't have to spend energy trying to figure out what should be yours to figure out, what is your responsibility to figure out and be able to communicate. If you have a trigger, for example, and the other person like steps on that trigger, it is so much more helpful to be able to tell them like, hey, I know you didn't intend to. This is a hard place for me. And I will share this with you if I feel comfortable, if I feel safe with you. But regardless, I just wanted you to know this is something to look out for with me. And then that builds a much more pleasant experience. But like a lot of people... A lot of people are not doing that. (laughs) A lot of people are not taking 
the road of self-discovery and it's just triggers all out here. It's just, I trigger you, you trigger me back. Then that triggers me to trigger you. It's just a fucking mess. And then you end up with, I don't know, the dating landscape like it is. Dating is hard because people are hard because we are difficult. And part of the work of making dating easier is honestly like knowing yourself, being able to communicate yourself to another person. Why else is dating hard? Because of all of the assumptions that we've been bombarded with from youth, right? I feel like men and women have been pitted against each other by the patriarchy forever. Even the idea that like men and women are opposite sex. I don't like that phrasing, that idea that men and women are opposites because I'm like, I feel like that divides where it needs to be bringing together. Just because we have a different setup from each other doesn't mean that it's opposite. I don't know. I feel like that was a real miscategorization on somebody's part. But anyway, I feel like we have been taught for so long these tropes about how like women are super clingy and men are super detached and insensitive or that women really want to start a family and that men really want to play the field. And all of these things get in the way of being able to see the person that has shown up in front of you on this date. You're already running with all of these assumptions about what they're doing, what their motives are, if they <laughs> include a certain type of punctuation or not, like this is what that means, or he's about to ghost me or like whatever. We are running with all these assumptions and all they do is cloud our vision and make dating harder, you know? And so it takes a lot of mental work to examine that and look at your own thinking and be like, okay, I am walking in thinking that this man is already this type of way, blah, 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 blah. And that's keeping me from a genuine connection. And this goes into the next one too, which is these projections. All these assumptions lead to these projections. And it's hard. This is something that I think about a lot because I'm like, we are hardwired as humans to use our past experiences to predict our future experiences. That's what we do. And it has kept us alive to this point. And so on the one hand, I'm grateful for that. I'm like, thank God that some, I want to say caveman, but that doesn't feel right. Some early homo sapien, that feels better. Some early homo sapien developed the ability to have a traumatic experience in a jungle that looked a certain type of way. And then to see a similar jungle later and be like, hey, last time I went into something that looked like that, I got hurt or I was scared or something almost happened to me. I almost died. So let me not and to self-preserve my shit, to keep my shit going. Let me not go into that same situation and go somewhere else. That is a very helpful survival tactic. But when you're dating and you're trying to give someone the benefit of the doubt, it becomes a little bit more difficult because you're like, oh man, my ex or whatever used to say this. I'm trying to come up with an example that doesn't give too much shit away about my own personal life. But oh man, like my ex, you're texting somebody and you're trying to make plans and they at the last second say like, oh, I really wanted to, but I couldn't, blah, blah, blah. You might have had an experience in the past where an ex or someone that you were fucking around with, whatever, used to say shit like that. Oh, I really want to, but... And then later you found out they didn't really want to because they never did. They weren't actually as interested in you as you thought they were. So you might get this new text from this new person and you're like automatically jumping to conclusions, talking about, okay, well, bitch, if you don't want to see me, then you should just say that. Like, why can't you be honest with me? Like, well, you know what I'm saying? When all this man did 
was tell you that he was sick or that he something else came up or he got tired or whatever it was and that he wants to see you another time or that he wished that he could. I feel like these projections then get in the way, which then keep us from showing up because all of a sudden now you're closed because you're like, oh, I don't trust what he's saying to me. And you can't build anything if you don't trust each other. And so in dating, it takes a lot of practice to stay open, to remind yourself, I don't have the full picture. I don't know everything that's happening. All I can do is take what he's saying at face value. That's all I can do. And it just requires so much like, ooh, you're just constantly having to stay open. You're constantly having to stay open and soft in this place where triggers are flying left and right and things are getting lost through texting communication and things are getting lost because you're talking to somebody that you don't know and you don't know their cues yet. You don't know their humor. You don't know like how they receive, how they perceive the world yet. So it's a lot. This is part of why dating is hard. And so like, how do we make it less hard? What do we do to bring ease, as we said, into our lived experiences? How do we practice self-love by bringing ease into dating. So, I mean, one of the things that helped me is learning and recognizing that I have to change my mind. I have to give up my right to be right. So what that means is, for example, if you are walking around with, as I was, a paradigm that says all men are trash or taken, that's cute for you if you want to be right. <laughs> if you want to be right and alone, that's great. Show up on these dates already with this in your mind that all men are trash or taken and then have it be fulfilled. Congratulations, you did it. But if your goal is to be in a relationship with a man, all men can't be trash in your mind. If you're really trying to be in a relationship with a man, all men can't be trash. Think about it. This is someone that you are hoping to invite into your home into your intimate spaces, both physically and emotionally and mentally and spiritually. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, this is someone that you are hoping to trust with your children, okay? To trust with your finances. This is someone <laughs> that you are literally going to lie in bed next to every night, hopefully for the rest of your life. You can't have the idea that all men are trash and then want to bring trash that close into your home. <laughs> That's not going to work. So something has to go. Either you want to hold on to this idea that all men are trash and keep your shit safe from men, or you release this idea that you made up, by the way, that isn't true to begin with, and you leave yourself open to receive love which is scary. Yes, it's vulnerable. It's terrifying to have somebody that close to you sleeping in bed with you every night. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Who knows your finances? Who knows you intimately, like physically and emotionally? Who shares a living space with you? Like that's a lot of person all up in your business. But that's what love is. That's what relationship is. And there is beauty in that. And if you want that, you're going to have to let down some of these guards that are in the form of these paradigms that, again, keep you right. You can be right. You can be right and be like, all men are trash. Cool. That's great. But if you want a relationship with someone that you don't believe is trash, then you're going to have to let that go. Another way to bring or to make dating less hard is to let yourself show up 
in order to bring ease into your dating experience, in order to practice self-love in your dating experience, you have to let yourself be yourself. And this requires a lot of letting go of control, letting go of the outcome, because I used to do this a lot where I would show up in dates with what I thought the man wanted me to be. And I would also show up in dates with what I thought would get me the desired outcome. If my desired outcome was for this man to like me, which is, first of all, hilarious because I'm showing up not as myself. So he can't like me because he doesn't know me because he doesn't see me because I'm not showing up. But anyway, if I want attention from this man, that's my goal, right? I'm going to show up in this way that's like, okay, what gets me attention? What have I been taught gets me attention? For me, for a long time, it was being the chill girl being cute and like funny and like using a lot of exclamation points and like never stating an opinion that was contrarian, just kind of being agreeable and smiley and letting everything go. I had this one guy that I dated so many years ago, like literally in 2013, who said that I was bubbly (laughs) and I'm a positive person. I'm optimistic. Sure. I'm like upbeat, But bubbly is not a word that is anywhere near me at all. And everyone who knows me, who I've told that to, is like, bubbly? Yeah, because that's what I was presenting. Because I thought that that's what I needed to be in order to get my desired outcome, which was attention from this man or whatever. First of all, obviously, it didn't work because I wasn't showing up as myself. I was getting breadcrumbs of attention or, like, whatever from this man. And it just wasn't worth it. And... What I found is that in order to ease that, in order to release control of this situation, you just have to show up as yourself and let the chips fall where they may, (laughs) if you will. And I think that releases you so much from the tension, from the anxiety of a first or second or whatever number of date, you know, because it's like, I have to do nothing here. I literally don't have to do anything. I just have to show up and have a conversation, which I will bet For anyone listening, you guys know how to have a conversation. It's not hard for you to be able to make conversation with someone for a certain amount of time. And that's all you have to do. Show up, be yourself, let it go. Whatever happens, happens. It is difficult to release that much. But once you release it, then you can feel the freedom of just like, oh, I can just be. I can just be and float here and be fine. Another way to bring ease into this experience, I think that is really necessary that I'm also learning is to let yourself take breaks. I used to really be like, okay, now I'm dating. Okay, now I'm not dating. Okay, now I'm dating. Okay, now I'm not dating. It was always an on or off switch. And like, I'm learning like to integrate truly dating into my life. It just kind of has to flow And I have to give myself the permission to turn the pressure up. I'm like thinking of a faucet. Like that's what I'm thinking. So to turn up the faucet or to lower the faucet. And it doesn't necessarily have to ever go off. And I can always remain open. There are times when, you know what? I've just been swiping for too long. I said no. I X'd too many men on Hinge. And I got overwhelmed by how many men there are on Hinge that I wanted to X. And so... I'm just going to take a break. (laughs) Like I'm just going to not do it for a little bit. And I think that's really necessary to not only maintain your bandwidth, but also to make space for other things in your life. Yes, dating is a big part, especially if you want a relationship. Dating is going to be a big factor 
in your life, but you also have a job. You also have friends. You also have a family. You also have a house to take care of or an apartment to take care of. (laughs) Not a house if you're a millennial. (laughs) You also have artistic hobbies. You have a body to take care of. You have exercising to do. You know what I mean? You have water to drink. There's so much else involved in living other than dating. And so I think it's really helpful to take breaks because then you remind yourself, oh, I'm a whole ass person without somebody else. I have a whole ass life that is beautiful and fun and exciting and mysterious and confusing and insane without someone else being in it. And sure, yes, I want someone else to be in it. I want to share things with people or things with another person, but like I can also just be and let life happen. I hope that this helped in helping you understand like how to, again, bring ease and practice self-love as you date. Because again, it is fucking hard. It's really, really hard. It's really, really hard. It's really, really hard. But if you coat yourself in self-love while you do it, that will ease the process. And also make you, not that this is the goal, but it is attractive. Self-love is attractive. That's a no-brainer. Confidence has been attractive forever. If you take care of you, then that will also attract love to you in whatever form. So anyway, that was it for this episode of the Femio podcast. Thank you guys again so much for listening, for participating here. I would love to hear your stories of how dating is going for you. If you are in that space or if you have taken a break, you can go ahead and email me at femi at femio.com. That's F-E-M-I at F-E-M-I-I-O.com. Or you can DM me on Instagram. I'm always there. That's at Femio, F-E-M-I-I-O, just like the name of the podcast that you're listening to. I would love to hear your stories. I honestly, again, feel like this is something that we need to come together on. (laughs) This is something that we need to hold hands, link arms. We need to just embrace each other with because this is a difficult place and it can be heart-wrenching sometimes. And even while you practice self-love in it, the ups and downs can be stressful. So I think we need each other here and I know I need you. So if you could please tell me your stories so that I feel less alone, that would be great. (laughs) And if you have a date night coming up, I'm still doing makeup, by the way. Yeah, because why would I stop? It's super fun. I'm still doing makeup for people. I am ending my introductory pricing at the end of January. So you have a couple more weeks, 10 days, bitch. I can't understand time. You have a couple more days 10 more days, whatever it is, wherever we are, to get in on that introductory pricing. It's $30 an hour right now, which is 25% off the normal price. So get in there. Let me know if you have a date night coming up that you need help with. I do take virtual clients as well. Just DM me or email me to set that up. And I would love to be part of your glam squad. I'm so glad to already be part of your self-love, self-help squad. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Bye friends. Hey, thank you for listening to another episode of the Femio podcast. Before you go, don't forget to follow, rate, and leave a review. If you want to stay in touch, find me on Instagram at Femio. To support Femio and the Femio podcast, you can visit paypal.me slash Femio. Talk soon. Talk soon.